WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Of course, the New York Democratic primary for governor is is up, and we're going to find out uh, for certain here whether Cuomo will beat uh, actress Cynthia Nixon by a significant margin or not. But it was interesting, the actress and Democratic candidate for governor, Cynthia Nixon, challenging Cuomo from the left uh, politically, created a major stir in social media by topping a cinnamon raisin bagel with locks, red onions, capers, tomatoes, and cream cheese. So was that a major gaffe for a politician in public, meaning you can't be original? Or did Nixon manage to turn it around and use it as an opportunity to raise some money, some fundraising for her campaign? Either way, I find this whole deal uh, fascinating. and It has led to a number of articles on websites and in social media. Uh, joining us live, our friend Jeanette Setembre, reporter Moneyish, and will tell us more about uh, the circumstances of Cynthia Nixon's food choice and what the reaction was and how she maybe capitalized on it a little bit. Hi, Ellen. Well, this has certainly been the talk of the food town this week. I mean, people in the Big Apple, people actually all over were raising eyebrows when they saw Cynthia Nixon at Zabar's in Manhattan ordering that cinnamon raisin bagel with locks. I mean, um, there certainly wasn't a locks to love with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so people were criticizing the bagel choice um, for being, you know, sweet and savory. Um, but really, Nixon was clever about this because, you know, moments or I think it was maybe the next day, um, she launched the fundraiser Nosh with Cynthia. So, you know, she was inviting um, supporters to, you know, donate anywhere from five to, you know, 50 bucks or a donation of their choice to um, to the campaign. And, and they'd get a chance to, you know, eat their bagel of choice with Cynthia. <laughs> so she she turned it around. It does bring she to mind. It, it does bring to mind though a different issue. And your colleague Katie Hill at the money at Moneyish is writing about this, and that is whether in business engagements or political engagements in which food is involved, there are some things you just don't do. And at least with regard to this, I mean, I could think of some pretty gross things, but uh, I'm not sure that the uh, uh, social uh, negativity is justified. In fact, could you not make the argument that someone is showing her independence, her autonomy, or her unwillingness to follow the herd by being a little original? So that's the thing. I mean, food brings everyone together. And, you know, people are really, really kind of fierce about their food politics, whether you're a New Yorker and, you know, you fold your pizza in half. Um, you know, let's not forget uh, when when Mayor de Blasio, um, you know, pulled out a fork and knife to eat his slice. Um, the Internet was just going crazy. Um, so I think that, like, when these politicians are eating in public, they're doing it on purpose and they're doing it strategically because they want to get everyone talking. Um, and, you know, you know, this was just days before um, the election and, and she certainly... Um, she certainly was the talk of social media. Well, it's really cynical in a way to think that the food choices were dictated by politics, that she would not ordinarily have ordered such a thing. I'm not sure I agree with that. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she, she, may, she may very well, um, you know, be ordering this as her regular brunch special. I mean, who knows? I personally don't think it's, like, you know, too... too uh, 
too gross. I, I, I think I'd try, I'd try this. Well, I mean, there, there's kind of an element of, of spice and salt and uh, sugar in this. And, uh, hey, a lot of recipes, a lot of food choices involve those things. So I'm just not all oh, that shocked yeah. by it. I mean, I can think of some things that would be pretty appalling. But anyway, well, I, again, I don't know whether anyone else thinks like me, but frankly, uh, whether and I'm, this is not a, uh, my judgment on ideology, conservative or liberal, but uh, to me, a free thinker who's uh, a little independent, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that. Uh, totally, and that's the thing. Whether you're Republican, Democrat, we're all, you know, we're all eating, um, and uh, and it certainly brings up some delicious discussion. So, well, I guess if I run uh, for office someday, I better not order my anchovy garden pizza. But <laughs> <laughs> you better not eat pizza with a fork and knife uh, if you come to New York. Well, it depends what kind of pizza it is. Now, if it's a stuffed pizza, like Chicago style, you almost have to, you know. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you know, I Chicago. Mean, Pizza or cake? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let me ask you something else. As because you don't cover politics per se, you cover uh, some of the social things and lifestyle for young adults. So I, I'm you're my focus group here for a second, Jeanette. As someone, yeah. who, as someone who's not embroiled in politics, how have you looked at this New York governor's race? You know, it's been very, very interesting to see. I think a lot of young people are really identifying with Cynthia and really seeing some of her policies and being able to, you know, get behind them. I think that because so many people have grown up, you know, watching her, um, you know, in Sex and the City and, and getting to know her as an actor, um, people are just really interested to see how she'll do as a politician. So I think, I think especially for the young folks, she's she's been really, um, you know, gaining a lot of supporters. Now, of course, uh, a big state like New York, you have more polling than you might have had in one congressional district in in Boston, or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, some of these other elections where a progressive uh, overturned the incumbent uh, in a shocker. I mean, you would be shocked though if she won, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean. I mean, you know, at this at this point, we'll see, you know, who the winner will be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, some are still saying he runs away with it. Uh, maybe even double digits. Others are saying, well, you, you know, the polling, the the pollsters don't necessarily uh, have the ability to uh, compute how many first time voters or people energized who were not considered regular voters are going to vote, and that's why the polls have been off in these other places. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been looking into, Jeanette? Uh, since we have a few extra minutes. Yeah, you know, I, I actually have a really fun, uh, fun story that I reported on, and it's called um, a new a startup called Farm Shelf. And and get this, Alan. So you've heard about Farm to Table, right? So Farm to Table is is taking root in corporate offices. And what I mean is, this company called Farm Shelf, um, you know, delivers an actual um, kind of garden. You know, it looks just like a vending machine almost, but it's open air, and you can plant your herbs basil, lettuce, what have you, um, all with, from the inside of an office, from a kitchen. It's completely sustainable, and, um, and it, you know, it uses hydro, hydroponics. So, I mean, you know, do you kind of, like, need an open area, though, where some sun comes through or not necessarily? You don't even need any sunlight because it comes with LED lights. This, this, uh, this is just very, very cool, and it's, um, it's really innovative because, you know, you're literally being able to grow your own fruits and veggies. I mean, this is the future of food. And it's also the future. I mean, you mentioned office. Uh, I mean, we know psychologically that green and natural things kind of uh, drop your blood pressure, uh, kind of, you know, put you in, in a more relaxed environment. Uh, I would think it would be win-win-win for all those reasons. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, plants have been proven to kind of be a mood booster, help out, you know, with the air circulation, and they're just pretty to look at. I mean, if we had more offices had things like this farm shelf, I mean, I think they would be happier and greener spaces, and I'm, it's certainly great for... I mean, are you aware of any offices in New York that have done this? Yeah, so American Express actually has six of these units, I believe, in their corporate office. Um, restaurants are doing it, chefs like Marcus Samuelson, um, Jose Andres have, has implemented Farm Shelf. And it just makes sense because, you know, you can't get any more local than going, you know, three feet away to pick your basil. Yeah. Um, so it's certainly going to be cost effective as well down the line. And bring it and into the gritty city. Okay. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. yeah, this is and, the future. Uh, <laughs> well, we keep saying that. All of a sudden, what we think is the future is not quite in the future yet. But uh, anything else? <laughs> One day. Uh, no, I think I think yeah. we hit all the, okay. the, good, the good stories. Okay. Well, we weren't rushed this time. Thanks a lot for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. All right, see ya. And Jeanette's a temporary reporter, money-ish, but principally on whether it is cool for a politician or somebody in business or anyone else uh, to uh, choose, should we say, an unorthodox uh, food choice uh, in a serious meeting or in a public appearance.